Welcome into another episode of Two G's in a Pod. Amber Theo Harris, James Jones, and it's that weird week that we have off before Super Bowl week. And James, I'm at the Pro Bowl. I'm doing this from a hotel room in Orlando. I'm looking forward to talking to a bunch of the stars. Um, but a lot happening around the NFL. We already know that the 49ers and the Chiefs will be playing in the Super Bowl. That's set. Uh, we already know that all of the coaching positions have been filled now with uh, Dan Quinn going to Washington. Um, and then Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, going to the Seahawks. So it feels like things are starting to settle down a little bit in this lull before the Super Bowl. But we have Derek Carr coming up on this episode. And I can't wait because he's a good dude. And there's a lot of questions that I feel like were left unanswered. His exit from the Raiders, um, you know, his first year with the Saints. So we're going to ask him a lot of questions. There's some Michael Thomas stuff out there. Michael Thomas yeah. acting a fool on X. So we're going to ask him all these questions, but before we get bring before we bring Derek in, I I wanted to give an opportunity to talk about our last guest, Zay Flowers, who is an impressive young man. He's a rookie, and he had a rough AFC championship game. He fumbles the ball at the goal line. Um, He has a taunting penalty uh, that was ill-advised that that hurt the Ravens. But this young man, the way he handled it, the way he said, I'm not going to let one moment define me. I mean, he's only 22, what, 22, 23 years old. I was just proud of him. I want to give a shout out to him. Any hate that came towards Zay Flowers, um, get over yourself. Like, we're going to defend him no matter what, because the Ravens are high on him. They're excited about him. He had an amazing year. And also, I know you noticed how the Ravens organization stood by him, which was impressive. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see the GM, you know, Eric DaCosta standing behind him as he was doing his interview. And I just thought that was big time. That is very, very rare, you know, that you have your GM standing behind you like, I got your back, young fella. And to be honest with you, Zay Flowers, everybody that's a great, everybody that has a a Hall of Fame jacket on has had bad plays, had bad moments. That's the name of the game. And I text him and I let him know. I said, listen here, man, the Ravens are not in the AFC championship without you Mm -hmm. point blank period. I don't care. Rookie. I don't care. MVP quarterback. You were a huge part of that offense to why they won a lot of football games and was in that position. And I told him straight up, Mike McCarthy always told me, I'm never going to be mad that you're trying to make a play, you know, and I know a lot of people want to touch on the, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, but I don't even care about that because he caught the ball the very next play and got the first down, put them right back, you know, where they were. So, the young fella, like I said, he was trying to make a play, excellent play by 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 Snead to punch the ball out. But the way he stood up there and handled it like a man and the way people are supporting him, especially in the organization, the young fella has a bright, bright yeah. future. I love seeing Eric DaCosta. Eric DaCosta standing right behind him no in doubt. the post game uh, was that, like, that, I got that, you. So we that, wanted to that, address that. that. Uh, but without further ado, let's bring in Derek Carr. All right, this is the time of the podcast where two G's in a pod becomes three G's in a pod. And we have an OG on this right now. Derek Carr, welcome in. He is a uh, multiple-time Pro Bowler, four times entering his 11th year now with the Saints. I know, James, you played with Derek with the Raiders. So, Derek, how are you doing? Good to see you. It is good to see you both, and I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. We're excited. Well, Yeah, you're in a big-time office over there. You know what I mean? A little money, huh? A little (laughs) it's all it's just all my stuff you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah you know what is you know shelled the right way put up you know not, yeah, you said, uh, <laughs> he's got that real you, craftsman you're sponsored by home yeah, goods yeah. in the back with you know the, you know, the nice you home see, goods uh you know, you like 15 painting hey, but baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right derek um first of all how are you feeling you are one of the toughest dudes i've ever seen play I know how much pain you were in battling through the shoulder injury. I know you had a back injury. You had a concussion. And you're still out there. And if you look at your numbers, still just a solid statistical year, even better than last year. So uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling better than I was, for sure. And, yeah, you know, I I grew up in an era, you know, with James and Seawood and Lamar Woodley, Justin Tuck, you know, Kevin Booth, like, if you can, if you can go out there, you're going to go out there, you know, uh, two to three weeks means, okay, I'm probably going to play Sunday, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, where two to three weeks now means four to five, you know? And so, you know, for me, uh, you know, we broke, broken, broke three ribs, uh, and, you know, tore, tore the heck out of my shoulder, uh, mm. <laughs> the two concussions, my back, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, but thank God I was able to go out there 
like by his grace and be able to play because like I hate more than anything missing practice, let alone games. And so um, I was able to practice. I was able to, well, I should say do my best to practice, you know, and and then when we get to game day, you know, you know, it's better living through chemistry sometimes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, we all know, man. Toughness is, you know, nobody will ever question that. Anybody who played with you will never question your toughness, point blank, period. But I want to, um, I ain't talked to you in a minute, man, so I haven't even been able to kind of pick your brain on how, you know, all the Raiders stuff ended and all that, you know. And I remember when I was with the Raiders, um, I, obviously we had a good year together. I led the, led the team in yards and catches. And I was he had at to Taco get that Bell. In. I was at Taco <laughs> Bell, and I um, – Got a call from Reggie McKenzie, and Reggie McKenzie said, J.J., Jack Del Rio uh, wants to release you. I'm getting Nacho Belgrande. I'm like, what is you talking about? You know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't really have no, you know, fight back. It was my first time going through it, so I didn't, I didn't really have no fight back. I'm like, cool, man. If that's the decision y'all want to do, it's all good. But with you, man, you just said you do not like missing games, right? When Josh McDaniels came to you and said, Derek Carr, the last two games, we are going to start Jared Stenham. Like, what was your reaction when you got that call? Did you did you try to, like, talk talk, talk Josh out of it? Like, hey, bro, you know what I mean? Let me finish, you know, the season. How did that conversation go? Yeah, I literally said um, – I sat there, like, with a pretty pretty dumbfounded face, you know? And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't think nine years of work would end like this. And and they both said, well, no, 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 we don't want it to end. You know, and I was like, I think we're past that, you know, <laughs> and yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. And I told Josh in there, I said, look, man, thank you. You know me, Dingo. Like, I, I'm, hey, appreciate it, guys. You know, I, I think a lot of things, you know, uh, you know, especially in the business world, you know, things, you know, I, I think a lot of things, but thank goodness I can keep them in sometimes. And, you know, I was in that moment, I just was like, I don't want to hurt any relationship. You know, I don't want to say something stupid, you know, um, you never know what the future holds, um, you know, but, you know, when it, when you have like, you know, you spent nine years in a place and you have you know, all the, all the records and all those things and you have the memories and the brotherhood, and, you know, all the relationships and, and then all of a sudden it's done and, you know, I'm going to go spend time with my family. I'm never coming back to the you know facility. I'm never coming back to wear this jersey. There's, you know, you know, little things where your friends are like, man, then I can go give you like a tribute video. I was like, bro, we don't need all that, you know, but, but, <laughs> but like, but like all that kind of stuff, like, you know, you just want your work to be respected. That's it. No you question. And, Did you say and, why? Did you say why? Like when they said, we're going to sit you and we're going to play Jared. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, why? Like that makes, uh, you know. What was Why? the answer? Basically, like, tell me, you know. And, what was the answer? And they were like, Why? they were like, honestly, honestly, we want to see what these two guys can do, so we we know what we have going into next year. And and I said, hey, that's your decision. Okay, got it. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm I'm a grown man. I'm not gonna sit here and try and talk you out of some kind of decision you want to make. You know, uh, I'm gonna go spend time with my family. It's all good. And I and I have talked to Josh since then. You know, I've texted him. You know, uh, you know during you know they they beat a team and I texted him like, hey man, that's awesome, congrats. Uh, you know, he texted me right back. You know, when we we had a big game and all stuff like that. So, like, I love everybody. I, I may not like everybody, you know, but I, at, at moments and at times, but I, I love everybody and I just try my best to, you know, make every relationship all right and cool, no matter what the situation is. I'll tell you, you're you're a better Christian me, and I'm I'm a pretty devout Christian because I would have had a moment there, and I would have had a moment after. Okay, so ultimately, you leave. Their plan didn't work. They didn't have a viable plan. Uh, their, your successor failed. Ultimately, it led to the firing of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. And look, uh, we're friends with Deion Sanders, me, your brother, uh, James. We're all on. On, on NFL Network with him, and he used to say to me, look, you know, we know he's Christian too. He used to say to me, Amber, God tells us to take the high road, but sometimes my GPS is broken. Man, <laughs> and at that, moment, at that moment, on October 31st, when you heard that the regime was completely um, relieved of their duties, did you have a moment of, I don't want to say happiness at all in someone else's misery, but just validation that you knew it was the wrong decision at the time. Well, you know, I didn't need to say, you know, anything, you know, things played out the way they played out and, you know, 
we we only went nine and eight. You know, yeah, we had a winning year, but we didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, who am I to say anything, right? And but at the same time, like my heart actually felt for him because I knew his kids, I knew, you know, his family. Like I I know what it's like getting released. James knows what it's like getting released. It like, crap sucks, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Anytime anything negative, it it sucks. And so I, I felt for Dave and I felt for Josh. I really did um, because. Uh, you know, one-on-one, like when you're with them, they're not, they're not bad people. You know, they're, they're trying their best. They're doing their best to do what they think is right and, you know, manage the money and this and that. And, and I get all that, you know, it's a business, um, you know, so I, I really didn't have a feeling like huh, told you, you know, like any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I really didn't have those feelings. You know, I actually remember sitting there talking to my wife. I was like, I actually feel bad for their family, you know, cause that, that sucks. It's tough. I've been there, you know, and, you know, I, I honestly had feelings of, like, man, if, if only I had another chance, like another year under your system, I think could have done really well, you know, because I, I understood it more. I finally, you know, it took me a little bit, but, um, you know, neither here nor there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I always wish everybody the best, even if they don't like me. Um, and I, I don't think that's the case with Josh, but, um, you know, I, I always feel that way for everybody. I want everybody to have the best you know, time they can in this league because it's, it's hard enough already, you know, uh, especially if people on the inside are against you, it makes it even harder. Man, yeah, see, with me, you're a good I'm dude. A, with me, I'm 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 a Christian too. Um, when the Raiders, uh, <laughs> but he'll put hands on someone. When the Raiders released me, their backup plan was Amari Cooper. I'm like, mm, okay, yeah, I like Coop. Coop, Coop like that. Then Coop goes out there on the football field and he goes to work. I'm like, okay, there we go, good job. Uh, Crabtree, Amari Cooper, that that's pretty good. I could have helped too, but you had a really <laughs> good plan, right? You know what I'm saying? With the Packers, when I I went up, rest in peace, Ted Thompson. My last year at the Packers, I led the team in touchdowns and yards. You know, so JJ just be out there quietly lead teams and stuff. <laughs> you know, and I go up to Ted Thompson. And I'm like, look, Ted, I know that I'm done after this year. I just want to play one more. Yep. Right? Like, I just want to play one more. Like, let me play one more. I don't care if I'm the fourth receiver, fifth receiver. I just want to play one more. And he was like, nah, JJ, we can't do that. He said, we got young players with Devontae Adams. We got young players with Jeff Janis. You know what I'm saying? We want to develop those guys. And I'm like, I'm cool. Let them do his play. I can be the fourth or fifth. He said, nah, because I know you and Aaron Rodgers. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to spin that thing to you. And it's going to slow down the development of the young players. Well, that next year, they end up releasing Jeff Janis. And I ain't going to lie. I'm sitting at the couch like, <laughs> you know y'all, y'all let no disrespect to Jeff Jennings, he my dog, but come on. You know what I'm saying? I could have been there, I could have been there helping. So you don't gotta say it, but I know it was times where you like <laughs> it's, we all would feel like that. I, I, and I, I don't think anybody would blame you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I ain't gonna lie, we were sitting there, me and Amber up there in the press box, like, you know what I mean? The other foe, you know what I mean? <laughs> It made that throw, but you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we gonna, the plan wasn't viable. Yeah, the plan wasn't viable, and now the Raiders are in a situation where they've they've got to figure out who their quarterback is. And and Derek, you're with the Saints. Let, let's let's talk about the Saints. I know JJ wants to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was an up-and-down season for you guys, obviously, especially team-wise, too. Nine and eight, you know what I mean? Tied for the division, but the Bucks had the um, – you know, the, the tiebreaker over you guys, and they ended up, you know, getting into the playoffs. Just talk to us a little bit, you know, about the journey, you know, with you guys and the Saints. Coach Dennis Allen, you you was you was back with Coach Dennis Allen. Just talk to us a little bit about your guys' season. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's it's hard for people to understand, you know, what's happening when you're not on the inside every day. And I get that. And I've never been someone that is going to even tell you even close what's going on the inside. I'm going to give you a lot of words, you know, but I'm, you're going to get nothing, you know? And uh, so during the season, I'm not saying anything, you know, but you know, guys, you know, we're dealing with injuries. We're dealing with getting on the same page. Like, you know, everyone runs an in cut different. Everyone breaks mm-hmm. their routes off. You know, it's supposed to be 14. Some guys go 16, you know, like it's just all that stuff is different and they're getting, they're going to know me. I'm getting to know them. Uh, and so for the first half of the year, we are battling, we are fighting tooth and nail to get closer, understand each other, all these things. And, and then the last half of the year, you know, I'd say the, the coolest, the, the coolest thing, you know, me and Demario, we started having breakfast every morning, you know, every uh, once a week, every morning. And, you know, we started talking to each other, opening up, you know, how do we make it better? How we unify, bring the brothers together, how we bring each other together. And as we began to do that, we saw our team begin to do that. And, and so, man, I, man, I'm going to all the, 
you know, O-line dinners, you know, I'm, you know, I'm texting FaceTime with Chris and with, with, with Rashid and Jawan and, and talking to Taysom, going to dinner with Taysom, you know, every time we go to dinner, I'd ride with Taysom so we could spend time together, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and I just felt like our team the last half of the year, I mean, we were hot, you know, like we, you know, from, there was one point that last half of the year where we were the number one offense in the red zone. We were a top five offense in general, you know, and, you know, there was all these things going so positively that we're like, man, if we can get in, you know, you know, we end up winning four out of the last five, uh, but it, it wasn't enough. And we hurt ourselves early on. And, uh, you know, again, everybody's dealing with whatever, but, you know, we earned nine and eight. Uh, but I was really proud of the way we ended as a team, you know, like I was excited about it. I know everyone in our building is really excited on how we ended. Now the overall scheme of things, not good enough. We know that, but now we know the formula. We know what it takes, you know, the sacrifice it takes daily, you know, not only on the field, but that time spent together, you know, that extra work that, you know, teaching guys how to watch that film, teaching guys, you know, there's, there's things to bring guys along and help our team be better that, you know, that, that our, our coaches and Mickey, everybody pointed out. Um, so we're in a place of inside our building, man, we are super excited. You know, uh, you know, we, we were sad, you know, when Pete was fired, you know, we love Pete, uh, you know, but, you know, DA, you know, said, you know, he has a plan for this and that and with the scheme or with the guys that we have and all that. So, you know, we trust Mickey and we trust DA with all that because, you know, we, we showed that, you know, when we, you know, get on the same page, it, it can be pretty dynamic. And, and Pete Carmichael hasn't been replaced. And a lot of rumors, of course, pop up about John Gruden. I know he's a consultant uh, with the Saints throughout the year. Do you think that John could be an offensive coordinator? Not like, is he qualified to be an offensive yeah. coordinator? Could he handle it? Because he was a good head coach. Um, and would you want to see him maybe come in and run that offense? But how would that work with Dennis Allen, who who's a strong personality? And John's a strong personality. Yeah, I think, well, I think those two have a really good relationship, you know, and just watching them interact with each other is really, really fun to watch, yeah, you know, those two interact. And do I think he could do it? Coach Gruden can do whatever he wants to do. That man is unbelievable. He's an amazing coach. He's a, he's an amazing friend. You know, he's, he's family to me. He, he has been, he always will be, you know, him and his wife, Cindy and his boys, um, they're, they're family. He treats me, he's always treated me like one of his sons, you know, and, and so we have a, great relationship we have always kept up and we communicate and we talk um you know but I just don't I don't know what that plan is you know I uh you know DA asked me for you know I answered a whole bunch of questions about a lot of different people uh you know I've you know given input here and there and then you know that's just information DA to have as he makes the ultimate decision with Mickey and so um you know I I know Gruden I I could I know his offense like the back of my hand we we had so many reps at it I could I could do it in my sleep you know um but at the same time, there's a lot of moving parts to a lot of different situations. And I, I want to say, you know, a lot of times we don't get opportunities to tell stories, you know, as sportscasters. But John, John Gruden, I know, took a lot of heat and, you know, he mm -hmm. he, he should have, you know, for things that he yeah. said. And I'm not absolving him of that responsibility or what he said. But yeah. I do have to say, sometimes you have to look at how people have treated you. And I want to put this out there that when I was kind of just getting on the national scene as a sportscaster and a very young woman, and it's tough to be a woman in this business. It's very tough. And I showed up at Monday Night Football and he was um, he was in the booth at that time calling games for I think it was ESPN. And uh, he gets out of his car and I'm just standing there, you know, getting ready to go on the field. And I would never think John Gruden would know who I was. And he gets out of the car. He beelines and walks right up to me, sticks my sticks his hand out just in a really professional, strong manner. And he goes, I'm a big fan of yours. And I said, wow. what? And he said, keep giving those boys hell. You know what you're talking about. And for a football mind like that, when you're battling as a woman to really prove yourself and you know, you know, the game and you know that you have great analysis, but you're trying, you know, people see just a woman. Um, for a, for a man of that level to give me that vote of confidence meant a lot to me. It's something I'll never forget. Um, it really made me feel like, okay, keep doing what you're doing. Keep working hard. Keep learning the game. So I, we never get a chance to to say these behind the scenes stories. We just hear the press about people. So I did want to put that out. Um, yep. No, that's good because kind of the same thing happened to me. I never even played against Gruden, never played for Gruden. And when the first interaction I ever had with Gruden, he walked up to me. He was like, Hey man, I ain't never seen nobody with hands like you. And I'm like, yeah. 
Like, How do you know me? You've been, you, you've been watching me. I know you didn't call a couple games and all that type <laughs> stuff, but like you've been watching me, you know what I mean? And just for him to walk up to me and just, you know, respect, like, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're a tough receiver, man. I ain't never seen nobody catch like you. I'm like, okay, like this dude, yeah. give respect. So I know Gruden, Gruden is, a, is a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a good dude. He said things he shouldn't have said. And we all, I think everyone's in agreement, like, don't talk like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but we've all also said things that, man, if it got blown out, like, man, I don't like him, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> you know, or I, or I don't like her, you know, and we've all, you know, but, but to the, you know, to some of the things he was saying, obviously there's no, there's no place for that. And like I said, you, you hate no. the sin, but you, you love the man and, and he's someone I love and I'll always love him. Yeah. And, it, and it's conflicting because he said some things about women, but I, you also want to put, you know, a, a story out in its totality of experience. So um, I got to ask you, I, you know, Derek, I got to ask you this two G's in a pod. We have our friends on, we love to give you an opportunity to speak in a, you know, in a safe space about things that are happening. And I hate that word safe space. Um, it's very Gen Z. Um, but I got to ask you about about Michael Thomas, because this happened just yeah. a few days ago. He threw you under the bus on X. He, he was he was talking with a fan. He, he's going back and with back and forth with fans about lack of production in the year he had. And he tweeted, and I'm going to quote it. Well, if I didn't get set up by a bad ball, I probably would have had a little light 1,000 yards this year, but could have, should have. I know I get it. Laugh out loud. And so essentially he's, he's blaming you for the season ending injury. And he did yes. it publicly so yep. not only do i want your reaction i'm also <laughs> curious did he ever call you and tell you like hey bro uh you set me up you know you screwed me the, re the rest of the season was shot because of you no I, well I, I will answer that and um <laughs> I, I, I will start with saying this i love mike t i really do i love him um you know i think when i came in he i don't know how many years it's been you know where he's gotten hurt and didn't finish the year but there was a lot of frustration there. You know, there's a lot of frustration that he had to deal with and answering questions and all the kind. And I could see how that could wear on you. Right. So that when it happens again, you know, um, goodness, you know, that, you know, it's probably hard on the head, you know, on the head and on the heart, you know, You're like, gosh, dang it. You know, and, you know, uh, it probably, I think, I don't even know exactly when it happened, but it probably wasn't the best ball. And I'm being completely honest. James knows James, James played with me. I'm not going to throw a perfect ball a hundred out of a hundred times, but, you know, at the end of the day, you catch a ball. You know, it's you know, I probably didn't throw the best ball, but um, you know, if if that's how he wants to view it and how he wants to see it, completely fine by me. You know, and I and I I understand also that when I came in the building, you know, you know, we have Chris Olave who they were trying to train to be the number one guy. So all of a sudden, every rep and every read and practice is Chris first. You know, and 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 as a superstar that Mike is and what he has been. I can understand you're dealing with all the injury noise you're dealing with now. Chris has become a guy and he loves Chris, you know, that, that's his guy, Ohio state, all that. But I can understand where the frustration begins to build. You know, I can understand where all those things begin to take place. Um, but you know, there was times during the season where he'd be frustrated or this or that. And I wouldn't, you know, tweet about it. I would just call him, you know, and I'd just be like, look, bro, like this is what it is, bro. We're grown, we're grown men. We can talk about anything. And uh, every time that, you know, I went on there and, you know, talked to him, you know, there was times where I, I you know, went at him and confronted him about something and said something. And he probably over time with all the frustration grew to not liking that, you know, uh, but I've always just tried to tell the truth in love. And sometimes, you know, people don't like it, you know, but, you know, I, I hope Mike finds what he's looking for. I hope he gets everything he wants uh, in life because I do love Mike. Uh, but at that moment, I didn't really like it. You know, I was like, you just just call me, bro. Like, yeah, you know, to say this, to say all these things, like I felt like it was like we're doing like some middle school thing, man. Just talk to me. And Mike was great about talking to me. But in that moment, you know, that's why I just try and stay off social media, man. There's so much love. Yeah. There's so much hate. Just try to stay off it. But JJ, that breaks the code, I, doesn't it? Like, yeah, that's that the main thing I, I hate. You know, I absolutely hated Amber. I hated DC. Like, if you're my brother, I am going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call you if I have an issue, point blank, period. Or when I see yeah. you in the locker room, I'm going to be like, bruh, this is the problem that I have. You know what I mean? I hate when teammates leave teams and talk about players. I hate when teammates tweet stuff and talk about their teammates. I absolutely hate it. I grew up to where, number one, it's always my fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll never forget, like, Aaron had threw me a ball, an in route. I got my helmet knocked off. Boom. Yeah. 
right? I score a touchdown. I tell him, good ball. <laughs> my, my family was like, what you mean, good ball? He almost killed you. But, like, I'll tell him that in the locker room if I felt like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I didn't yeah. how the ball got my ribs broke. Matt Flynn, I ain't coming there. Hey, Matt, Matt Flynn set me up. This and that. Like, come on. You do not do your teammates like that. I absolutely hate it. I don't know why they go to social media. You have my number. If you have an issue with me, man, just text me. I do not understand that. Like, a quarterback is not going to make every throw. They blitzing me. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Like, it's a lot of stuff happening. And same with a receiver. We're not going to make every catch. So, at the end of the day, I just hate it because I don't like when other teammates, you know, put their teammates on blast like that. Now, it's different if you're talking to the media or whatever and you're like, listen, I got to play well. D.C. got to play better. Well, that's different. You know what I'm saying? But calling one of your teammates out, man, I absolutely hate it, man. I don't, I don't know why dudes do it nowadays. And then you're going on Twitter, and these dudes is – come on, man. Like, who are you going back and forth with? With I a fan. You you're going, talking to a yeah. fan about it, too. I see like, you going back and forth with another receiver or something that played in the league. Like, you're talking to just a regular fan. Like, come on, bro. And look how the greatest I, I, do I'll it. I'll never understand it. Look how the greatest do it. And I'm going to say this. Devontae Adams got his head knocked off. There were several times, no matter who was throwing to him mm -hmm. this year, where I thought this man is going to be injured. They are putting him in a bad. Never did you hear Devontae get up and blame the rookie or blame Jimmy or oh. anything like that. Um, I'm sure he had a discussion with him. You guys know him better than me. Maybe like, hey, you got to put this in, in a better place. But I think that was an example of the right way to do it. So wanted to bring that up. But um, James, we got the Super Bowl coming up. I know James has been out we front did. talking about Brock Purdy. <laughs> James will not yeah. <laughs> give Brock Purdy any respect. You know, and the last the last couple of days, I, I have given him some respect, especially what he did against the Detroit Lions. He, he, made, he made some plays. But with Brock Purdy, you either over here. Are you either over there? It ain't no in between with like Brock Purdy fans, Brock Purdy, you know, people who criticize Brock Purdy. It's either like you ride with Brock Purdy, you love him, or hey, I don't like him. He a game manager, whatever people say. And you just heard Cam Newton come out again and say he the tenth best player on his team and all that <laughs> type on, of crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Everybody's just saying stuff. So I wanted to get your humble opinion as a quarterback. What are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Like, do you believe Brock Purdy is a franchise quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. Especially for them. Absolutely. You know, he's in he's in a system that fits him well. He's got a coach that believes in him uh, and he's got great talent all around. him. You know, we've, we've done, you know, you know, as I get older, I just see this man fantasy football and Twitter and all this kind of stuff has individualized the most team oriented sport in the world. And and so we want to say, well, he's not up to this or he's not this guy. And he's like, well, he's perfect for them. They're in the Super Bowl, you know, and so. At the end of the day, you know, they'll everyone has a worth in, in this league and everybody has all those things, but this is a team game and you'll never win it individually. You know, Pat Mahomes is one of the greatest talents. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest talents. And they haven't won the Super Bowl every single year that they've been in, right? You know, because it's a it takes a team, it takes a unit, it takes uh all three units playing good at the same time, also, you know. And so you know you've won one, you know, it takes everything. So uh, I think Brock is a good player. I think that he's super accurate. He's tough. Uh, he does a great job, you know, in that scheme when it's not there. Uh, they do a great job of, you know, getting him out in space so he can go make plays and extend plays. You know, I think that um, that's obviously emphasized uh, in the coaching because you see it in his mentality every game. So it's obviously emphasized and it fits him. And so I know his teammates love him. I know he's 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 doing a great job. Their team is winning games and he's he's helping them win games, you know, and I, I always love watching guys at the end of games and he's making the throw, you know, or he's making, you know, the run, you know, to extend the drive or whatever, however you have to do it. So um, I think he's perfect for them. And I think that's in, in this case, that's what matters. Yeah. I think like about that divisional round too. So he well. got it done. You know, Jordan Love didn't, you know, it. Mm. you got to look at who executes in those difficult times. I love Brock Purdy. I think if he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant, people would look at him through a different lens. Mm -hmm. um, if he was a first round pick, I think he'd get a little bit more respect. But um, James, Patrick Mahomes kind of has, you know, Derek brings him up. He kind of has an effect <laughs> on quarterbacks. I know you want to get into yeah, that. Absolutely. DC. So. I'm watching Lamar Jackson. I'm sure you watched the game. I'm watching Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson was not Lamar Jackson. And I don't care about you missing throws and all that. I I don't care about none of that. 
Lamar's greatest strength is getting outside the pocket and running the football and forcing defense to have to play him a certain way because he can get out this pocket with his legs. Against Patrick Mahomes, my dog stood in the pocket like he was a true Peyton Manning pocket passer, right? He didn't really extend one play. And I wanted to ask you, is that like a Patrick Mahomes effect? Like you competed against Patrick Mahomes year in and year out. Did it ever cross your mind that I got to outduel this dude? And like, did you ever like be a different dude that you were some games knowing that Patrick Mahomes is over there? Cause I kind of felt that with Lamar Jackson, like, man, I'm going to show the world I can pass with Patrick Mahomes. Does he have that kind of effect on you? Well, I'll say this. I, I think Pat is an unbelievable talent. We, we all know that. We all uh, you know love watching it and some of the throws you make. And Pat, Pat's been, you know, him and I have been great, you know, every time we played each other and all those things. And so for me, uh, you would also you would, you would have to be ultra aggressive. You know, anytime we played the Chiefs, you had to be ultra aggressive because their ability to score points. And and so looking down the field a little longer, giving guy an extra chance, giving that guy an extra throw. Um is kind of the mentality that you have. And, and especially for us, just my time with the Raiders, you know, um, you know, sometimes we were like in the middle on defense. So, you know, Andy Reid for years, you know, has ate up middle, you're, middle you're, of the you're pack a, defense. You're a nice guy. You're a nice you, guy. You weren't in the middle. You weren't in the middle, Derek. Like, let me just, I'm a journalist. I mean, I need to put the facts out there. It wasn't in the middle. It was hey. bottom third at best. I'll pull it up right now. I'll look up every year for nine years. I'm just, I'm being factual. It's nothing. I think I just being nice. But, but I, well, I, I appreciate you catching. All right. But what I will say is, is when, like when Andy, even with Alex Smith, you know, with, with Pat, you know, uh, there's this feeling of when you play them, we have to score points. And the team, some teams are like, we're going to just chew the clock. Well, if you chew the clock, go three and out, you know, and they get the ball, it's over. You know, they're up 14 nothing before you can even blink. And so there is this mentality when you play them that you have to score points. So that's why we had some of our some, – some really great games against Alex, you know, and Andy or Pat and Andy was we were just ultra aggressive. You know, when you're in that division with them, you, you pick up on how you, what it takes to beat them and – you know, we went there and beat them. We we almost beat them at home. Uh, you know, and then we go there again. You know, last year or two years ago, and you know we're two points away from winning that one. You know, and so or, or we're a we're a toe toe tap away. You know, which mm -hmm. I still think Devonte was in uh, from from winning that game. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and but but that's what that's what the kind of game it takes. But you know, for Lamar, Lamar, everyone, hopefully, you know how I feel about Lamar. But mm -hmm. I think he's unbelievable. He's one of the greatest of talents at any position that we've ever seen. And I, I hope we appreciate it because it doesn't happen all the time. And uh, I, I, when I was watching the game, you know, he was just put in so many drop back scenarios, you know, like drop back, drop back, drop. I was just like, you know, I was kind of waiting, you know, the one quarterback run they did have, he, he almost took it to the house, you know? And so, uh, you know, did that, that baffle you? Did the, did the game plan baffle you? I mean, he dropped back 82% of the time. And I think a lot of people were watching going, this is not the rain, the Ravens offense. Why are they doing something different than what got them here? Did you have that reaction? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, for me, it'd be like going in, you know, I, I can only speak just as a player and I, you know, I, I don't know what their plan was and what they were talking about, you know, and this, with the score, how it was, how they felt about how they needed to score, but it'd be like, you know, coming in and I see the game plan It's me running, you know, quarterback power and zone read, you know, 20 times in a game. I was like, this might not be the best idea. You know, and, and I'm sure they had stuff ready, but you know, you know how game flows go. Sometimes you got to get out of stuff. And sometimes like, Hey, I don't like how they're playing this. These runs aren't going to be good. You know? So they're, that's why them coaches get paid. And sometimes it, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know? All right. So uh super bowl, not only super bowl prediction, tell me who wins and why. The win, but I also want to know who do you root for? Because as a longtime Raider, you're almost trained to hate the 49ers, but then you're also you hate the Chiefs even more because they're in your division. So I know James is confused as a Ray. He doesn't know who to hate more in this one. Uh, he doesn't know who he's picking. Uh, who do you like? This is a this is a tough one. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. This one. I, I, I've been back and forth. Like I was asked yesterday, I was like, I think the Chiefs got it. And then this then today someone asked, I was like, you know what? I think the Niners got it. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, I'm I'm back and forth, but I'll say the the difference is going to just come down to defense. You know, you know, with with Kyle Shanahan and Purdy and all those weapons, with Christian and all, 
like the X factor is going to be like, can can the Chiefs stop the run? Right. They're going to have to stop the run. And because that's the run, once that run is cranking for San Fran, those play actions are wide open. You know, know, they're going to be schemed up, you know. And then on the flip side of things is, you know, with with the Chiefs, it kind of like that little missing piece also is that run game and that intermediate intermediate passing game. Right. You know, you know, we want to talk about the deep balls Pat throws and they're awesome and him scrambling, um, you know, but. You know, obviously you can you want to contain that with the rush, but if the if the Chiefs can run the ball, same thing. That intermediate passing game against just zone coverage, that's the that's the one thing is you know what, what are the Niners going to play what they play? Or are they going to switch it up? Because if they just sit in zone, Andy Reid is one of the greatest at just dialing up completions, and so it'll come down to it'll come down to open field tackling uh, for sure in, in that area also. You trying to be an analyst like your brother or something? Because that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. We can put yeah, that well, on your audition reel when you decide yeah. to retire. We'll send it out for you. He still beat around who we picking. Who you picking? Oh, yeah, who you picking? Give me a pick. <laughs> I still got a pick right now. Ah. Yep, yep. Oh, man. It could change. You know, somebody might, you know, show it, up yeah. at practice. And, you know, Bill Parcells always said, I reserve the right to yeah. change my mind. That's 100%. I reserve the right to change my mind. I think as as I as I woke up this morning, um, I, I think I think the Niners based on the run game. I really do because that, that run game and play action is just ridiculous. But you can't count Pat out, man. The man's yeah. unbelievable. Andy Reid's unbelievable. So I don't know. It's hard. It's tough. Um, it's, before- it's crazy you say that real quick, Aaron, because I counted Pat out this year. I ain't gonna lie, mm. and he turned me into a liar. But I'm seeing mm. miscommunications with the receivers. Yeah. I'm seeing a bunch of drop passes. Right. Patty Mahomes throwing more picks than he ever threw in his career. And I'm just like, there ain't no way they fixing this this year. And yes, I understand you can fix the drops, but the chemistry with the receivers, like a receiver running a goal ball, he bending in Patty throwing it outside. Right. A a receiver running a corner route. He flattening it off Patty throwing it at a high angle. I'm like, these dudes is just on a different page. And I'm like, that usually takes a year or two years. You know what I mean? To get on the same page with your receivers. I do not see it change. And this dude in the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, yeah. Look, that we, you know, I just, I knew they were going to be all right, obviously, with the coaching staff and with the guys they have in that on that team. But we we were dealing with the same thing. It's it's new, right? You know, I'm a new quarterback with new receivers, and mm-hmm. oh man, I, I thought you were going to do this. So sometimes it looks gross, you know. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you're just like, what is that, you know? And once we started getting on the same page, you saw the excellence get take up a level same thing with them you know it, it and they i think they're still improving you know i think that they're still getting on the same page which is scary for teams next year but mm-hmm. you know i think the cool thing about that is you know when while they were going through that their defense was playing really well you know yeah. and and it, and again it's the ultimate team game as great of a talent as pat is or lamar is and all these kind of things um, this is a team game and it'll never change. And so, you know, it, it's never going to be you won because of him or you lost because of him. It's us all the time. All right. Uh, enough with football. Let's have a little bit of fun. Um, you always are down for whatever. So we're going to ask you some fun yeah. questions. By the way, Devonte did this and he was hilarious. Um, okay. <laughs> he's hilarious. He is. People don't know that because he's such a warrior and he's kind of stoic out there. He is so hey, funny. I'm telling you right, I'm telling you right now. Tay on the golf course has said some of the funniest things that I will never repeat, oh but they are the funniest things I've ever heard in my life come from Devonte Adams. Do you miss him? Oh yeah. All the time. And yeah. now that I'm back in town, I got, once it stops raining today, it's raining, but we got to get back on that golf course. We, we play a lot of golf together and we throw together in the off season. You know, so. and, you, and you know, what's crazy. His golf game. He think he's so good. His golf game <laughs> garbage, but, but to be honest with you though, know, like his, his mid range golf game is phenomenal. Oh yeah. It's oh crazy. yeah. You know, Man, like I'm, I'm nice. I, I'll hit it off the tee, but once that thing get on the grass, I'm I'm 13 shots to the hole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say this. I was there uh, when we lived in the Bay Area together when Devontae got the golf itch. He got the he he yeah. got the itch. And when I tell you he is the most improved golfer from that moment until where he's at today, it yeah. it shows to his athleticism and his hand-eye coordination and all that and his work ethic, but Man. He's been working, so I know I know yeah. he's going to get right at, yeah. and start shooting but, in them 70s every time. Because his mid-range, I'm like, this dude got touch on the ball and everything, man. Who's, I'm the, like, yes. who's the best pro athlete golfer you guys have each played with? It doesn't have to be an NFL guy. I don't know who you've played with. Um, You know, at, you're talking about active? Yeah, or, 
Yeah, it could be passed, I guess. Passed. I've seen Tony play. I, I've played with Steph Curry, and Steph Steph's unbelievable. Um, you know, he, he's just very consistent. Steph Steph's, you know, he hits the ball a mile with his three wood. You know, and that yeah. that helps. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'd say probably Steph, and then like a sneaky pick was Harrison Smith. He's really uh, and why it was sneaky is because he's left-handed. Threw me off. Oh. Completely threw me off. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was left-handed. I don't know why when you left-handed, I feel like the ball is always in the perfect spot for you to strike that day. You know what I mean? This looks right. Right-handed. I'm like, I can't even get my stance over here behind this tree. (laughs) Uh, For me, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is a good golfer, but the best golfer that I've ever golfed with is Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby. Mason. Mason All right, he can kick and he can golf. Yeah, he he was always in the locker room. You know, kickers don't really talk junk. And every time we talk golf, he like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, he ain't got no muscles, man. He probably hitting 150 <laughs> off the tee. <laughs> man, Mason got out there, man, and Mason is a golfer. He is a good player, and it, I mean, every part of his game, from putting yep. to driving, mid range, he he's a he's a really good golfer. All right, no. let's get to these questions. Here we go. Um, Devonte Adams loved you so much that he left Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay to play with you in Las Vegas, but James Jones. Is your brother from another mother? I know how much you yeah. love him. Right. So I ask if Devontae Adams and James Jones were both drowning and you could only Ooh. save one, which wow. one would it be and why? Mm. Wow. Wow. That's good. Wow. That's a good question. <laughs> there is the option. There is the option to use James's head as a stepping stone to get to Devontae if you would like that. Hey, That's out like there. That. You know, I, I once, like- you know, as, as a Christian man, I believe that, you know, uh, you know, Jesus walked on water. So I'm going to be praying hard. That, <laughs> I'm going to be praying hard that, uh, you know, you know, James, cause he's older. I got to go with the young gun. I just got to go with the more years. I got to go with who has more years. It's like sober her. anyway. Hey, 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 you, you know what I mean? I, I, I still, you know, I'm still working on my dog. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's hysterical. Hey, you, you know what's crazy is that's why I got the boxing gloves. Because when I do make it out, I'm going after both of y'all. <laughs> it's the parent thing, right? Don't they say, like, if you ask most parents, they would save the youngest one just because they think they can't Man. save themselves. And, you oh. know. It's it's yeah, why old it's why oldest ones ends up in therapy a lot. But hey, um, that's that, that's why I picked that's why I picked takes. I heard that saying you're supposed to pick the youngest one. So I was like, the youngest you know, one. There you go. All right, James. Just gonna let your dog go like that. <laughs> James can't get over. James, go to if the next I question. Make, if I James, make it out of there, it. it's on. Uh, all right, man. So lately, our the last couple of days, man, we seen Patty Mahomes with his dad by no chest. <laughs> No ass, <laughs> you know, belly out there. I'm with my dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when, hey, when you got kids and they young, you running around with them, you eating anything they eat, you get that dad bod. Obviously, he's still playing at a high level. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I forgot the question. Oh, I have the, the question. question. All right, let me ask the question. You, you're a dad. You have oh, a lot of kids. Um, hey, would go, you rather have? I got you, JJ. Uh, JJ still feels like he'd be offed if he was drowning, so he can't get over it. Yet. Um, would you rather? I, would, I have... could save them both. I'm just gonna say. There we go. Say, he needs I to could, recover. I Help him out. This is really mm-hmm. affecting him emotionally. So let, no, let's. I can save you both. Okay. I'm and, think, in honor of Patrick Mahomes' dad bod, would you rather have Ooh. an unsculptable dad bod forever? You just cannot get a muscle. You cannot get an ab. Or would you rather go bald? And I ask you this because cars are pretty boys. They've got really good hair. They care about your hair. Your brother used to spend more time in the NFL Network mirror than I did doing his hair. So unsculptable dad bod forever or go bald? I'm going bald, 100%. <laughs> I'm going bald. I can't yeah. do it. You got- Me too. You ain't going to have that dad bod out there like that? <laughs> I can't do it. I work too hard. Hey, I saw that picture, though, and I was like, I was working out. And I was on Instagram. I was like. I, I mean, dang, he's in the Super Bowl. What am I doing right now? <laughs> I know. I was going to say, yeah. I would have that body if I had that ability. If I had that, like, God-given, I'm the best, you know, one of the best ever play future Hall of Famer. Sure. <laughs> give me a gut. I'm cool with that. I'll take I'm a going Super Bowls. I'm going bald. <laughs> I, 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 need my, I need my hair, man. You know You're going I mean? dad bod? Hey, 
Hey, dad bod it is, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and especially, especially you ain't really out there trying to look for no ladies and none you married. You know what I mean? Like, look, girl, hey, get up on it. You got what you got. Eternity. Get up, get up on it. You, you got know me what I mean? for eternity. I'm, I'm going to that barbershop and I'm going to be crispy. <laughs> hey, girl, this is what you got. Wow. That's so romantic. So oh, romantic man, leading up to Valentine's Day. Um, All right, man, we got... We you got, got the next one, James? Point. Yeah, I got the next one. I think okay. I remember this one. All right, man. So for the rest of your life, all right, you either cannot brush your teeth or you got to wear the same drawers for the rest of your life. <laughs> you get to wash them? No, you don't no. get to wash them drawers. You same dirty drawers for the rest of your life or you can't brush your teeth. <laughs> and this coming from What's... a man that admitted <laughs> on Devante's <laughs> episode that he, that he turns his drawers inside out. He you will wear them yeah. twice. Your friend James <laughs> hey, Jones turns hey, his drawers in inside day, out. Hey, hey, you, you he is nasty. Hey. He has no home <laughs> training. He oh. had no help from his teammates, apparently, to help him understand oh. that's nasty. Look, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I can't brush my teeth because I can't do the draws. And I could I feel like I could I, I feel like I could overdo it with some strong mints every day. <laughs> Feel like I could do hey, that. Your, your teeth gonna be rotten off, oh, bro. You gonna, <laughs> hey, every time, hey, you gonna have to be like, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, hey, yeah, you, know, you gonna have to talk them, everywhere. Like, I'm gonna go get them fake ones, so it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere you go, you I say teeth. Like, yeah. I say teeth because unlike James, I'm not turning my drawers inside out. Um, I'm just not wearing them, right? So, like, if 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 at one point you just gotta go free, you can you can take that avenue. Oh, but I need to have teeth. I need to keep my teeth. So I'm brushing my they, teeth. If they said you had to wear them though, like like going free ball yeah. wasn't oh. wasn't an option. Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm, oh. just, I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be stinking. I'm I'm putting them drawers on old, rusty, crusty, dusty. I flip them <laughs> in and out every day, but I'm brushing that mouth. I oh, it's a rough situation. All right. I, I got another one. Uh, I got one and James got one more. Um, oh, would you rather be really good looking and dumb or dumb or, or really smart and ugly? Mm, I'd rather be really smart. hundred percent. Really smart. But you Wisdom. say that as a man that's lived your life as a good looking dude, like, <laughs> you know, first you can like afford to be like, yeah, I'd like to be smart too. That's, you know, that's, you know, I don't, I would have to let my wife answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she'd rather have you, she'd probably have you really smart at this point, right? Like y'all been married so long. Yeah, hey, She's like, I don't want some here. dumb dude. <laughs> like, I need your help. We got 87 kids. I need your help. I can't have you be dumb. All right, James. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I got, I got to be good looking because, you know, usually when a girl pull up on you, she don't even know you're smart yet. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but she don't know if you're smart or dumb. You know what I'm saying? You know, she just walking up on you like, oh, wait, he look good. He ain't got no dad bod. He's, he's straight out there. Oh, but I'm asking you that as you guys now. So you're both married, yeah. so it really doesn't matter if you're good looking. So yeah. you'd rather be smart. So I I, I kind of get that. But if you were younger, you'd probably rather be good looking. All right, James. You got All right, man. You got you got brothers, man. You guys are, you know, one coaching, one on TV. All y'all play football. I want to know. What's some of the what's one of the craziest thing your brothers ever did to you? You know, what I mean, you know, you're the younger brother, oh, yeah. you probably done been roughed up. What's what's one what's one of the craziest things either David or, or your older brother done to you? Yeah, so we used to uh when I was in high school, so I think I was like 16 at the time, Dave went and bought some sparring gear. And he was like, Man, I want like let's just play around in the backyard. So my dad, being the OG that he is, threw that stuff on first and started whooping everybody, you know. <laughs> and 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 so finally I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm building up the confidence because I know my time's coming. These dudes are all 10 years older than me and yeah. just jacked out of the, Darren's 320 at the time. Dave's 240 Ooh. with no neck, you know, like this. <laughs> and, and so I was like, whatever. So Darren had the gear on. So I put, I put the gloves on and cause Darren, I know Darren, Darren, Darren will, Darren will be cool with me. Dave will try and just knock me out. Dave's going to take me. your head off. Yes. Wait, which one's Darren, older? Is Dave or Darren older? Da David, David's older. David's the oh, oldest. David. Okay. Yep. So Darren, I know, even though he's 320, I was like, he could he could just knock my head off my body, you know, but he's going to be cool. So I, we're boxing, and then all of a sudden, like, I started getting confident. And, man, I hit him with a whoom, whoom, wham, and I caught him. Oh, bro. I, I And my as soon as I caught him, my eyes went like this. <laughs> oh, he took off a bow, bow, bow. 
My, I had no guard, bro. He was punching yeah. straight through. I threw, I threw the stuff off, threw it off. I, did done. your dad step yeah. in or your mom step in to help her? They're no. like, no, take your whoop oh, in. No. That's how you get yeah. tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, you deserve that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> See, yeah, that's yeah. why the youngest, especially yeah, of all, of brother, you guys don't have a sister, right? It's all, it's all boys. It's all boys. The youngest of all boys is always the toughest and always the best athlete because they were fighting for their life <laughs> at a young age. You had no yep. control over these older dudes. But you you can't fight back. And so you, nope. you go on to be an NFL quarterback because like they yep. toughened you up. So you should That's thank right. them. You should thank oh, them. Oh, they know. They know how I feel. <laughs> well, Derek, this has been so awesome. You gave us so much time. And I hope uh, people got to know you a little bit because you, you are just a really cool dude. And um, we're so happy for you in New Orleans. By the way, do you eat the crawfish or whatever they're called down there? The, the... Oh, yeah. So So this is a crazy thing. I would say the number one gift given is food. So like people oh, yeah. bring us fish, they have their broils all the time and they, they're bringing us food all the time. We get gumbo, we get, like, I, you get literally everything. So they, they, you gotta be careful because I could easily be- You could get fat down there. Yeah. Those, oh, been, yeah. what are they called, beignets? The Beignets. Yeah. Oh my yep. gosh, those, Reggie Bush took me to get some of those once down there. Yep. And they were amazing, but I I don't mess with the crawfish. I'm I'm a Marylander and I like crustaceans. <laughs> but I went down there with my girlfriend. She's she actually you probably know her, Shanika. She's uh mm. the, she's um with the broadcast department. She yeah. she gave me a Bloody Mary, and it had a crawfish with its little claws like this looking at me. And I every time I took a sip, this and and she took the head right off and sucked out the body and took the Bloody Mary. And I was like, I, I'm not a New Orleans girl, but I do love the food there. So, uh, Derek, thanks so much, my friend, and uh, continue to get better. And we're looking forward to seeing who the offensive coordinator is, and and uh, you guys continue that momentum that you had at the end of last year into next year. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you, my brother. Even though you're gonna let me drown, I love you, dog. Appreciate you. <laughs> Derek Carr is just an awesome dude. I know you have been friends with him for a long time uh just want to follow up on the michael thomas thing just so you guys know if you're wondering what's going to happen to michael thomas he, i don't see a situation where he stays with the saints but he's an 18.2 million dollar cap hit which can make things kind of interesting i don't know if the saints just take that loss but um i i know both of us agree dc handled it the right way and no michael thomas i'm not really sure what he was doing yeah, I mean, and we talked about it on the pod that, you know, I know they'll go here, but I'm just not with players calling their teammates out. I just have never been with it. But, yeah, when you talk about an $18 million cap hit, I think it's going to be tough, especially with a lot of the young talent that they have out there in New Orleans and probably going to add some more young talent. I think it's going to come down to a decision to whether he's there or not next year. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But, yeah, man, never throw your teammates under the bus. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Two G's and a Pod. You definitely don't want to miss us the week of the Super Bowl. We'll both be there. We already have Aaron Jones ready to come on. We're really excited about talking to him. Get a little Packers love in there, yes, your former yes, teammate. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right, James, I'll catch you.